But if you're punk rock, the microphone Boys. We'll have to do some fact checking next time. Lots of fact amateurs. Checking. Nope. Welcome to What Are Your Rights with George Derrick and Bob Mortland. Hello, everybody. I'm Bob Mortland. Today we have a special edition of What Are Your Rights. It's a <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's I don't a think it's special. It's a casual <laughs> What Are Your Rights episode casual. today. We're going to sit, sit We're back, just sitting. We're, we're using our ottomans. We're sipping some tea. We're going to talk about some accidents. Lightly Car sweetened. Accidents. Car accidents. Car accidents. Well, we're going to talk more specifically about personal injury. I don't want to leave it just to car accidents. That's probably and the majority, isn't it? The majority is car accidents, slip and fall. Those are the common personal injury cases that I see coming through the doors. Um, but as far as personal injury is concerned... You have injuries a, literally coming through your office doors. They do. I've had a bicycle accident come right through my door and a motorcycle accident, pedestrian accident, truck accident. Those are all the types of different uh, personal injury cases that... That we deal with, as well as MedMal, um, all that fun stuff. Today, MedMal. What is MedMal? Medical malpractice. Aha. MedMal. Good. I call it MedMal. It's fun to say it that way. Say it. So, MedMal. It sounds like Chairman Mao's like Chairman retarded Mao's brother. Mao. Well, I wouldn't say retarded. Med That's Mao. not really a nice thing to say. I would say. What, how do you say? Mentally, it? mentally impaired. Okay. It's, you're being very well. Actually, the today, phrase too. is developmentally delayed. Okay. That's what the psych- current psychologists are calling it. Then, they don't say retard anymore. So we're, Can't believe you said it <laughs> twice. I said nothing like that. I told you not to say that. So personal injury b- law is essentially based in the law of torts, which is not a delicious dessert. It's a harmful act or a failure to act when there was a duty. Um, and <laughs> that failure to act causes injury to someone or damages their property. Um, there are certain intentional... At- Torts that that could occur, such as assault, battery, uh, things like that. Typically, I had a, I had a dream the other day about a tort. No, someone tort someone style. tried to punch me, but I blocked it. Yeah, and for some reason, I took out a chainsaw, and I I cut their car in half. Hmm. Can they sue me? Go. They, they probably can sue oh. you, um, even in Dreamland. That, Inception. That's, that's intentional torts, but typically car accidents are based in negligence. And in order to show negligence, the plaintiff or the victim must show that the defendant, the person who hit you, had a duty to act to protect the victim from unreasonable risk of harm. So they have a duty to drive in a prudent manner. They had to have breached that duty. Typically that's Duty and then the breach of doing. Duty, breach, causation, damages. That's the easy way to remember it. And the defendant has to breach that duty. The defendant's breach of that duty has to be the actual... And the proximate cause of the plaintiff's harm. Okay, hang on a second. Explain what proximate cause is. Well, why don't I explain actual first? Explain. Actual as if you... The proximate cause of action. Yeah, okay, explain both. What are the differences? Actual cause is just because you caused it. That's actual cause. That's like me... easily proven. It's like me throwing a lamp at someone down below your balcony and them hitting him. Yeah, you actually caused it. But well, it has to be the proximate cause, which is based in the Paul's graph case in court. <laughs> oh, I was just going to ask you about the Paul's graph. Where it's like the, yeah, I was just the, the train scales that, that fell down. Right. I think that case really illustrates proximate cause very please, well. Please explain Paul's graph to those of you who were lucky enough not to choose law as a career. 
So in the Paul's graph case, if <laughs> that's right. What isn't that the case? Um, no, I'm not going to say the facts. You could explain that, but that's um, that's not. It's more than just proximate cause, isn't it? Uh, well, the main we'll premise go ahead and go. for is proximate cause. The facts of the case were: there's a lady down at the very end of a train platform. There's a big sculpture of some scales that are down at that end, and at the other edge of the train platform, there's a man with a brown box. He's rushing to get into the train. Train's about to take off. He's hitting off. people. He's going back. He's stepping on people's heads like it's Crocodile Dundee 2 back in Manhattan. That's what this guy's doing. <laughs> Crocodile he's Dundee going gets, crazy. On, gets on the train. Before he gets on the train, he drops his package. That's the pa- the brown package he has. <laughs> <laughs> so he drops that, and what happened to be in that Oh, package, oh, wait, wait, wait. You meant like a, a box. Yes, Okay. A, a parcel. That's what I thought. So he drops his no p- double parcel. entendres there. No, not at all. I'm I'm being very serious and teaching you. Of course some you are. Torts today. Whoop, so he, he drops his his parcel, and inside of the parcel there was <laughs> dynamite, <laughs> and the dynamite exploded, causing a chain dynamite, causing a chain reaction. Remember from good times? Yeah, I do remember from good times. I, I wasn't alive for that, but I, I yeah, you were. Well, well wait, I'll have to let's check. pretend I wasn't. Um, I do have lots of gray hair, though, starting to pop up. So what happened is the the Miss Paul's graph was on the very edge of the platform on the other side, many yards away. A chain reaction occurred, which caused scales to fall and hit Miss Paul gra- Paul's graph, causing damage to her. The chain of events is the proximate cause, and... The court ruled in that case that there was not enough to establish proximate cause. It was too far removed, too tenuous to charge That's the man right. who helped the guy get into the train that dropped the uh, dynamite. So the train company was not liable for the too chain tenuous. of events that occurred because That's it was too far away. Was now, what I got out of that case was that wasn't a foreseeable Correct. It wasn't a foreseeable injury. Uh, injury. Thus, proximate cause states that the injury must be foreseeable. But there's also the eggshell skull rule, which says... Oh, wait, wait, wait. Eggshell skull. Skull. Please explain. I think I know what this is, but why don't you explain it? The eggshell skull rule basically says you take your defendants as they are. If you hit somebody and they happen to be more fragile than the normal person and they fall apart into 100 pieces... If you hit Samuel L. Jackson's character from that movie Unbreakable with Bruce Willis and he falls downstairs and breaks every bone in his body, you're going to have to pay for that. All of them. Every bone. But if uh, Chuck Norris is there and you try to hurt him, you're going to be unsuccessful. And the eggshell skull rule comes in play there because it, wait, it depends. Are we talking about the movie damages. star Chuck Norris or just the regular guy? Oh, the regular just a guy. guy named Chuck Norris. Well, there's a guy named Chuck Norris, and you you can't mess with him. Granted, he's well. I don't know. He's the the actor Chuck Norris. Um, so besides negligence and intentional torts, there's also a different type of liability, strict liability. Strict liability. Now, we come across this in the criminal law for statutory rape. Why don't you explain what strict liability is? And then I'll, I'll, we're, uh, well, we're in strict liability right now for, for, for personal torts. injury, for torts, for accidents. Um, but strict liability is usually used when a defendant's engaged in uh, ultra-hazardous activity, such as if you own a rail company and you're transporting explosives then you may have strict liability on your ca- on your hands in addition if you have wild animals if you're a zoo um like the San Francisco Zoo when that tiger came out and ate like 400 people yeah i mean one only, one only he killed one, one person. i don't think there were 400 but that that would have been a sight to see 
So to prove strict liability, you must show that the product was defective. The defect was the proximate cause What's of defective? the What's defective? Well, de- defective, there are, certain, there are a number of ways that you can prove a product defective. It can have a defective design. It could have been manufactured in a defective manner. That's good. It just has to not work as it was intended to work. Defect can even mean that there was a failure to warn. So if a right. chair doesn't have a warning on the bottom that says, don't stand on this, you stand on it and you fall and you hurt yourself, you might have a case there. See, ladies and gentlemen listening to this podcast, every time you buy furniture or buy a step stool or a ladder and it says, do not stand on this on, on this rung or this, this step, that's the product of a lawsuit where a lawyer and his client got a lot of money. Bob, go. That's true. Um, it, every product that you buy, a lot of them will have warnings on them because attorneys got involved. And you'll probably notice it from now on. Everything you look at has a silly warning of don't stick your hand in the toaster, don't put your hand in the microwave, things like that. Don't chase lightning. Don't chase lightning. Um, I can outrun it, though. So (laughs) I can outrun the ocean. You can't outrun the ocean? No, that's one of my favorite comedians. So moving back to car accidents, um, there's a process that takes place that a personal injury attorney gets involved in and a process that occurs. Typically... After a car accident, the insurance adjusters are going to try to contact you as soon as humanly possible. Oh, why is that? I love this. They want to contact you because they want to get your statements, and they want to settle the case for as less as they possibly can. The insurance company is a for-profit company. Their goal is not to, to give you as much money as you want. Their goal is to settle the case as low as humanly possible. So with insurance companies... It's important to get an attorney, and I see higher settlements with attorneys. Granted, you could do it on your own. Sure, and you may be able to get more money, but an attorney understands you're going to get, how to fight it. You're going to get higher settlements with a lawyer. You just are. Typically, insurance, yeah. insurance agencies love bullying you into lower settlements or no settlement. Don't sign anything. Don't You don't even have to talk to them. You contact a lawyer first, and then do what the lawyer says to do. Yes, uh, I would get a, an attorney as soon as you can in a personal injury case. If you've been in an accident, even if it's a simple accident that you're not really that injured, but your vehicle's totaled, you're going to want to recover the costs of the vehicle. And the insurance company is, is going to be tough with you. And typically, they give you a settlement offer very quick. It's, it's really enticing to take that settlement offer as soon as you possibly can, because when people are involved in an accident, they're... Typically, you're out of work, you're in the hospital, you're, you're going through a rough time in your life, and the insurance companies know that. So they give you a check right away and say, here, take it, go ahead and sign right here. Uh-huh. Good. Goodbye. Yep. Done. Wash their hands. We're out. Exactly. They drive off on their caravans of camels and Corvettes. Camels and Corvettes. Uh, You've never heard of that phrase? Have, they usually have camels pulling the Corvette. Yeah. Gas is expensive these days. Is it ever? So... Also, another thing that I've seen with uh, personal injury cases is to be incredibly careful of what information you post, what pictures you post. Most people are on Facebook, as we are. What, what's our uh, Facebook? How do people find us, George? Quick. Um, our names, George, Derek, or Bob well, Morton. No, we, we have a, <laughs> a What Are Your Rights page do we really? on Facebook. Well, we're going to when this is posted. Before this podcast is over with, I'm going to design it and I'm going to put it up. We'll <laughs> look for uh, facebook.com backslash what are your rights. We hope that's not taken yet because you might if be it's going not, to someone else. If it's not, I'm going to be suing someone. 
We are attorneys. Um, well, so we are. I, I've seen people post information online and pictures and big descriptions Don't and a story. Don't do that. Don't do it. I Don't. just saw it just, just very timely, Bob. Uh, I think today I saw in, uh, where is it, in the Midwest, I think it's in Ohio, the three kids posted a video of one of the friends punching a homeless guy. Well, the homeless guy died, and one of the kids that punched him is uh, being charged with first-degree murder. They posted it on Facebook, actually. The so video. the moral of that story is not to post pictures of you punching homeless people on Facebook. Right. That's the only... The only moral I can see out of that. Well, no, I have a moral for it, too. If you're in a car accident, don't say anything. Don't talk to anybody. Talk with your attorney. Once it's settled, as far as the settlement agreement is concerned, uh, read what you can and can't do. You can post all the stuff you want as long as it's okay as far as the settlement's concerned. Um, but you know, stay away from Google, Facebook, Twitter, uh, LinkedIn, um, Lycos, Hotbot, Webcrawler. Uh, Friendster, stay away from all those sites when trying Class, to share classmates. Like that. <laughs> classmates.com. Were you saying Friendster? Yeah, uh, I did say Friendster. Stay away. Stay away from uh, GeoCities. Don't do that. Don't uh, don't create a web page about your your accident there. Mm-mm. No, don't don't make home pages on uh, WordPress or or any of that. So. An insurance adjuster is going to call you. It's going to happen. And if you have an attorney. All you have to say is, I'm represented by an attorney, and they will not talk to you. They cannot. They cannot, will not, they stay away. However, if you don't have an attorney, they can call you as many times as they want. They can continue to harass you and try to get information from you, and they will. They'll call you several times to try to get you to to make statements. Uh, They want to try to make your claim look weak so that they can pay you a, a lower amount. And in fact, they're trained to ask certain questions. They go through arduous training. Well, I don't know if it's arduous, but I, I actually sold insurance for a little bit, so I, I do know insurance kind of, a little what bit. What kind of insurance did you sell? I sold life and health insurance for two years and decided I, I didn't like that type of work. Um, it was not for me. I didn't like pressuring people into signing up for insurance that they typically don't even need. Yeah, you don't need it. You know why? You know why you don't? Because we're healthy. Because and when you die... Healthy. You don't take. You don't have money. Everyone dies poor because you're dead. Yeah, I'm gonna die rich though. Be buried in <laughs> bars of gold. Bars, <laughs> just like Scrooge. So, It'll just be poured in there. So the, and I'm not saying never speak with an insurance adjuster. There may be an instance where a recorded statement is necessary, but speak with an injury attorney first to know when that statement is necessary, and that attorney will go with you and help you through that entire process. We're not gonna, they're not going to coach you. They're not going to tell you exactly what to say. They're going to tell you to say the truth. But, yeah, you can't lie. And, but there may be instances where that's necessary, but don't talk to an insurance adjuster until... Do not. Until later. And, uh, George, we got that Facebook page going? It's actually going right now. All right. We're, we are posting that Facebook page right now, so what we are? have... You're we right. We'll have that Facebook page. And you know what we're not going to do stuff. on that Facebook page, George? What are we? We're not going to post information about our car accidents that we've been involved in because that information is confidential and it remains between the attorney and the client as attorney-client privilege. Yeah. No, so we're not going to do that. We're not going to talk about any of the, the car accidents um, that I've been in. And uh, maybe I shouldn't admit to any car accidents I've been in. So, 
what happens when you're in a car accident? What do you do? What should what are be expected? The correct things to do during. How is this not a valid website? Look at that. So if you're in a car accident, oh, that annoys me. The yeah. the thing that I advise people do, to do is first thing is if you're in a safe location, stay in that location. Typically, you're not going to be. Otherwise, you wouldn't have been in a car accident. Um, so. Pull over to the side of the road. Put your emergency hazards on if you can. If you can't pull over to the side of the road, get out of your vehicle and walk to the side of the road. Um, walk away from where you could be injured, where anything further could happen. Uh, go to the other party. Exchange insurance information. Get a copy of their driver's license. Yeah. Actually, you know, I tell people, get get your phone out. All phones take, have... Take, take pictures. pictures immediately yep. of the license plate. Get their license and their insurance. Take pictures of that. Do not make admissions. No. No, don't say anything. If you rear-ended someone very badly and the guy says, what were you thinking? Just say, you know what? We're going to let insurance handle it. And if the police show up, speak truthfully to the police. But I I would always advise you to say, I'd like to speak to an attorney before I give a statement. They'll definitely allow you to do that. Uh, But do not make admissions. Don't say, oh, it was my fault. I'll pay for everything. Yeah, don't be the nice guy that... Feels bad because you you know just ran into a poor little old lady and walk up there and say don't worry I'll give you twenty thousand dollars and it may not even be that amount speak with an attorney to handle the case it's really in your best interest Um, get the insurance information get a copy of the license I can't tell you the number of times that I've seen fraudulent documents that the other party has provided to a different car I got I got into a car accident uh, what was like. April 2011. Yeah. And a guy, it was it was definitely his fault, and we pull over, and I took my phone out. I started taking pictures. The guy was freaking out because it wasn't his car. It was his cousin's car. I said, I need mm. your license. He very hesitantly, hesitantly gave it to me, took pictures of that, and uh, but it, thank God I did that because I think the guy would have just driven off. Oh, yeah, and they do. From time to time, they will do that. And if you drive off after you have hit somebody, you could be charged with a crime and most likely will be charged with a crime. Um, that could be charged as a felony, and you could be looking at time in state prison. But that's that's not don't, this podcast. Don't do that. We'll hop into another podcast and talk about running into people and running away. As That's exciting stuff. But this is equally exciting. Today, we're talking about personal injury and... What what do you do? What documents do you need? What should you yes. provide to your insurance company for them after to look at? After you've gotten an attorney. After is this after? Attorney, well, this is before you come to the attorney. They'll help you get these documents together, and the attorney will share these with the um, insurance company later okay. on when the settlement negotiations are occurring, when demand letters are being sent out, and potentially a complaint is being filed against the insurance company. So the things that you should have are a copy of the police report. Especially, if there is one, right. Yeah, especially if that police report indicates the other person is at fault. You want a copy of that. And I encourage everybody, if you're involved in an accident and, it, and you're the victim, to wait for the police. Don't talk with the other party and say, oh, what's your information and drive away and then try to settle it that way. Get a police report establishing fault. That is incredibly good evidence for you. You also want a copy of your medical records and your medical bills to show what treatment you received because of the accident that that you were in. But 
keep in mind that you want to be sure your treatment is completed before you settle your claim or know what future treatment you're going to have. Who's this calling me? That's, uh, I don't know. 38803. You want to try and take it? Should we take it on the air? We're going to take it. 380360. Who is this? I I don't know if we should be taking that on the air. Should I? Yeah. We've never done this before. Answer it. Hang on one second. Um, you also want to bring documentation for any lost wages from your employer, which is how much you have missed work or how much you used to get paid and how much you're not getting paid now. So you want to include doctor's notes indicating that your doctor said you must take time off because of the accident. Oh my gosh, document and everything. Well, what happened with the call? No call? Um, they hung up on us. They huh? totally hung up on me. You think it was a death threat again? You know, I, I want to say no, but... I hope not. Yeah, probably. People are getting nicer. It probably was. So you also want your repair bill and estimates for the vehicle, uh, especially if you've had a significant amount of property damage to your vehicle because insurance companies tend to g- lend more credence to a person's injury claim if there's significant property damage. So if you can show that you had $40,000 in damage to a vehicle, they tend to believe that you had more injuries as far as to your person as well and the claim is going to be much more significant in that aspect however if you don't have damages to your vehicle or you have very little damage to your vehicle you may not want to emphasize the amount of property damage in some case if you have a small yeah, amount of property damage but you want to have the insurance company pay the deductible for your vehicle you may want to only send information regarding the amount of your deductible through the insurance you Although can do that Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Although the insurance company may insist on determining the entire amount of your property damage before considering the entire claim. So there is some issues with personal injury as far as car accidents are concerned. Um, there There are ways for the attorney to handle your case in the most efficient manner to get you the maximum possible payout. Now, car accidents do happen. They happen all the time. And in fact, we're in the summer months now. People are out driving more, and accidents do tend to happen. And and I'll share. So there are there are more accidents during the summer than. Well, no. Um, November is actually the month with the highest number of accidents. Really? Why is that? That's but interesting. in November, well, I believe because in November the I, the roads are slipperier. People aren't used to that road conditions yet. Rain has just started oh, to fall. Oh, that's true. Um, the the statistics just say November is the highest accident. Month. November rain, is that what um, you're saying? November rain, but I I, I believe that, yourself. and the statistics show that there are more cars on the road in the summer months because people go out and they go on road trips and kids are out of school. You got more teen drivers, and uh, there are some scary statistics with teen drivers as far as the number of accidents they get in and. I, I got in so many accidents when I was a teenager. I was going to share one of my one of my accident Please stories. Share. I'm going to share, share an accident story that I happened to to be a part of. You were a part of it. I was a, I was the driver. I was. I love it, but it's not a horrible story. So I'm willing to share this one. I was with a friend. Uh, I was a teen at the time. I think I just got my license. I was 16 or 17 at the time. I had a Chevy Blazer that I was driving around. It's a, a big SUV, so I felt indestructible in this thing. Did you die? I didn't die. Maybe you, maybe you still are indestructible. I, I might still be indestructible, um, but I felt even more indestructible inside of a Chevy K5 Blazer. And uh, I was driving the Blazer. I had a friend with me, a friend named Matt. 
Um, Damon? Matt Damon was with me. Uh, I knew it. I, no, I can't say that. He's going to sue me. Now, I was with a friend named Matt. We were in the Sacramento area, and it was trash day in the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. we're, we're cruising around. We're, I forget what we're even doing. He's uh, slightly intoxicated, um, and I'm not. I don't do that. Of course not. No, I honestly wasn't. That's why I was driving. I was driving, and he's being annoying. He's sitting in the passenger seat yelling and saying all kinds of weird things, as drunk people do. Oh, and, he's a little uh, drunk. Okay. And I'm, I'm looking over at him saying, what? what? What's your problem? What are you doing? What is going on? What is going through your head? And uh, I decide to look up at, at that moment. Oh, no. And the instant I look up, there are two dogs just wandering in the middle of the street. Oh, please don't tell me you killed so, dogs. So I had to slam on my brakes, and I didn't want to kill the dogs. I didn't. Oh, I didn't no. want to hit the dogs. I didn't. You killed and dogs. And so I swerved right as oh. far as I could. I got on two wheels and I slammed into two trash cans full of bricks. Um, <laughs> didn't kill any dogs, thankfully. Oh, so that's, that's a good the story. Good, yeah, that's the good part of the story. But I destroyed the front end of that vehicle. And uh, after that, I, I decided to take it four-wheeling several times. And and uh, I, I completely destroyed it after that. Yeah? Yeah. I, was, I, I decided I didn't care about it anymore. I went you out to Prairie City you, OHV Park. And did you drive it off a cliff like uh, Thelma and Louise? I got air in it a couple of times, actually. But uh, I didn't. it didn't go off of a cliff. And it, it finally the engine gave out and the transmission died. And yeah. everything fell apart in it. And did you have a priest come and give his last rites? I didn't. Oh. I, I had pick and pull come and give me $500 check. Well, that's not bad. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. It's, they still had parts that it was good for. You got any car accident stories you want to share? Yeah, my first car accident, a woman, <laughs> um, I backed into a woman in you a parking lot. In a, she was just woman's car. There? She was okay, driving the okay. car. It was a big car. And I, big I, I backed. I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, she's really big. <laughs> she was like enormous, but we'll cut that part out of there. Yeah. Um, I, I back into her and then she drives off and I'm like, oh my gosh, I just hit someone. So I, I don't know why I did this. I, I stopped her. I said, hey, I, I hit your car. And she's like, really? I was like, yeah, I, I backed into it. Didn't you feel it? She's like, no. It's because she was so fat. She couldn't feel me hitting. So I convinced her that I hit her car. But, and I tell her, I give her my insurance. And like a no-no, I, I admitted fault. I didn't know back then. I was 16. But I, had to be, I wanted to be honest. And I have never lost that trait. So... What happens is she never called the insurance company, and it never went on my record. Hmm. Isn't that a boring story? Yeah, uh, I mean it's not a bad story. It's uh, boring. It's like you, Oliver tr- Twist. I, I had a friend in high school that ended up getting in an accident almost every week, I and mean, this guy right. got into three accidents in one day. Honestly, um, I I was in the car with him one time, and he was at a stop sign, and he just kind of didn't stop, pulled right through, and slammed into another truck. So accidents do happen, and... You know, you know, you know what we have? What do we have right now? What do we have? We have a Facebook page. We, oh, we have a Facebook page. What now. Are Your Rights Podcast. Facebook.com backslash What Are Your Rights Podcast. All right. Pretty good. So, so people should go to that. Go to it right now. And Click po- on it, like on it, post on our webpage, post some questions. But you know what you can't do on that page, and I won't let anyone do? What won't you do? Don't post confidential information. Don't post information about your car accident. Don't give Leave us that. Leave that between your attorney and yourself. I don't want it. That's unless, garbage. Unless we are your attorneys, and then give it to us. Yeah, but don't post it on our Facebook. Don't post it on Post anything. it in my email. 
don't even email it. I, I like meeting people in person, having them give it to me in like a, 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 a like a, a parcel, a, a package, a like vaulted a package envelope. I just want I want them to come to my office with a briefcase and the handcuffs, and then someone also bring uh, keys. <laughs> I don't th- I don't think that happens. So uh, George, uh, follow that. I, I don't know if I can follow that. That was too weird. That was too weird. Um, so that's that's really the gist of personal injury. I wanted to boil it down to a half hour. Yeah, and just kind of we'll probably get slip and fall. Yeah, we'll talk about more of it's that. A very general episode. Check out bobmortland.com. It's B O B M O R T L A N D, like Portland but with an M. Ooh, see what oh, I that's pretty that? good. Yeah, that's fun. Mortlandia. Mortlandia.com. Well, Portland. Portlandia is a great show. Give us a call, 510-463-1643. I, I want George to shamelessly promote himself, too, real quick. Yeah, George Derrick, the offices of George Derrick. The website is eastbayattorney.com. That's a good one. Uh, I know, right? Uh, 510-355-2747. We handle criminal cases throughout the entire state. We also handle some family law matters and all your estate planning needs, including probate. Bob? Well, you know, my wife's pregnant right now, and... Good she, for you. I think she might have a future lawyer inside of her. You know why? Because she has an uncontrollable crave for bologna. Oh! Oh! She, she oh. Really uh, how does an attorney sleep? I don't. I. You know what I use? I use a dog bone pillow. But I have to raise myself up because I have acid reflux. Huh. That's how I sleep. But you know how an attorney sleeps? He first oh. first he lies on one side. Oh! Then he lies on the other. That's good. I like that. What are your rights, podcast? See you next week.